0: We have got Heath Esslinger on our hotline with us, and of course, a BetterWayAthletics dot com, the website. Director of Business Development, Heath. Welcome back, man. We really appreciate the time this afternoon. How have you been?
1: I have been on the go, my friend. But it it really is. It's been great. It's been a uh, obviously it's been a different kind of year for everyone. But I'm excited, and great things are happening, and hopefully, we're making a difference.
0: On the go, going to talk to coaches players what 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 uh well, i know you do you know motivational speaking type stuff but it's it's so much more than that
1: well part of it's on the go with my own four kids chasing them all all over <laughs> creation i so bet we're we're all caught in a trap okay that's what i call it i'm like we're all in a trap the sports world has us in a trap but uh hopefully we're helping educate people on how, how to do that better and giving them some insight on on how to zoom out and make better decisions and think long term and Hopefully our, our kids will be the beneficiary of that.
0: That's what you, uh, and that's why we wanted you to come on with us, because we need a little motivation here. And what you've been trying to, just explain to the listeners, uh, you know, how you were a coach at uh, Chattanooga Mox Wrestling and, of course, in high school before that, and then you just saw this kind of trend in youth sports that kind of bothered you. Was that the deciding factor to go into this?
1: Yeah, I mean and it was it's not just youth sport. I mean it's it's all the way I mean, any time when you have an issue in youth sport that you don't correct, well then you have it in middle school, then you have it in high school, then you have it in college, and then it ends up in the professional uh ranks too, and then it ends up in homes. And so it's kind of generational. But I really just saw that man, there this thing that's supposed to be so fun and so enjoyable was so miserable to so many people and so many people were chasing something that that was just spitting them out in a place they didn't expect it to. And so I said, Hey, a problem without a prescription is going to remain a problem. And so let's do something about it. So we began to just write some curriculum for families and coaches on how we create alignment between parents and coaches. And so I believe parents and coaches are the two most influential people in our society today. But if we're both pulling in opposite directions, well, then the kid is suffering. We're not accomplishing what we want to accomplish. And so, you know, with, with families, like it's, it's what we call a misapplication of love we love our kids so much we think well, our job is to give them all the best opportunities as early as we can and sometimes that gets us in trouble and so I believe my role as a parent is to prepare my kid for real life not just to protect and provide everything they need at 7 and so uh, I got to ask some hard questions at times and I promise I, I screw it up at times but hopefully if we're thinking about it uh, we'll at least be better than we were last year
0: well,
2: I know this is probably a question that can't be answered, but uh, when when do you think all of this started? I mean, what what? And, oh, also, I what, got a theory. <laughs>
1: okay. yeah, it. It. yes, I want to hear it. So it's funny. I was listening. Man, I, I went to I did a basketball coaches clinic. How crazy is that? Heath Esslinger, former <laughs> wrestling coach, doing about. I didn't talk basketball. It would have been embarrassing, but it was me, Mark Price, Schulman a guy from Collins Hill, there was a guy there from Buford, Georgia, girls basketball coach, who was unreal. I mean, this guy was phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, we we, we kind of talked about this. And so people ask me, well, when did it all start? Well, I think it started in 1976. If one of you guys can tell me what started in 1976 that hadn't been before, I'm going to come down there and take you to lunch. Oh, my
2: wife? Bur- my <laughs> 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 Joe was born?
0: 1976. Uh... 1976. I got no idea. Yeah,
1: I don't know. So what, what? What if I? What if I made this sound? Dun 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 dun.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I, I truly believe when when sports Center entered, the sports world began to change because it all became about the highlight, and everyone, like the social capital of sport, just went through the roof. I mean, our validation, our identity you know what we were running after just centered so much around sport that it don't, it made it's dangerous because for 98% of people it spits you out way before you think it will and so i really think unintentionally espn just created this craze and what it also did was it made everyone think they can be a professional because when you watch a basketball game on tv they don't look that big because they're all big right But when you used to have to go to a game to see a professional game and you walked around, you realized, uh, I picked my parents wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's not going to be me. Right. Uh, and so I really think that had, that had a huge, like it, it sped the momentum up of this sports craze. And then we've just taken it from that. We've put an adult model of sport on kids. There's a fear of getting behind or missing
0: out for families.
1: And it just, it's just created this frenzy. And at some point, we have to push back.
0: You know, it's it's almost like the. I mean, you are spot on. I feel, uh, but it's almost like we 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 want. I need to be in that highlight. I don't care about wins, losses, fundamentals, whatever. whatever but I need to be in that highlight. And I kind of felt that as a kid growing up. You know, watching Sports Center saying. You know, or when, let's say there was a big Mox game when Coach Mack was coaching and they were ranked and it was against ETSU and it made Sports Center highlights, mm-hmm. the, the final of the game. Oh my gosh. It was just like this, 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 I don't even know the word. It's some sort of Valhalla, you know, this perfect world that, okay, I can rest assured now because I've seen my team on Sports Center or in rare times, my kid made a play on Sports yeah. Center. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and let's be real. I mean, it's it's a real emotion. It's exciting and it's but what we have to understand is it's not it doesn't fulfill you completely. And so the other thing that Sports Center doesn't show is they don't show the six AM workouts thirty days in a row that gave the kid the opportunity for the ten second highlight. And so it's almost this I call it a fake environment. We set up this fake environment for our kids and and for our teams, and it's like, man, I mean, excellence is a lot of work. I say success requires two things, specifics and sacrifice. I can help you with the specifics, but you got to be the one to decide if you'll ignore your, you know, or get up when your alarm clock goes off.
2: You mentioned uh, Heath that uh, you know uh, parents thinking their kids need to need to have everything and be on the right track at seven or even sometimes even earlier than that to to, to make sure,
1: <laughs> to, absolutely
2: to make sure, yeah to make sure they don't get behind and I, I'll be transparent here you know my oldest daughter she she's in dance but she's. In, in last year. She's shown interest in, in basketball and possibly softball. And in my mind, was she? well, she hasn't made up. She's still doing dance and, you know, well, well, we'll worry about that other stuff later. In my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe you need to choose now because, you know, you, once you get in there, I think you could be pretty good. I, I, that's the inward cowboy here. I've never said that outward, but I've been thinking that and I, I guess I've somewhat got caught up in that as well. I, I'm not going to say it to her because uh, knowing that um, you know we, you don't want to push your kids. You want to let them do what they want to do with, with some structure and, and go from that mm-hmm. point.
0: But let me piggyback on that, Heath, because your daughter's 10. Yes. And we don't mean to make her a subject, but you, you brought her up. It's, most parents would say, 10? Oh, the train's already left oh, yeah. station. She's done. She's done? you got to start at 6.
1: But here, here's what I know. So I have a daughter who's playing soccer right now. She didn't start until the 6th grade. Like, I told her to watch YouTube videos, and I bought her two soccer balls, you know. Uh, We don't do lessons and things like that. Until you've mastered it yourself, you don't need a sensei to help you, you know. I mean, like, you need to be self-motivated. The reason kids aren't self-motivated today is because we don't ever let them do anything themselves. But the question you have to ask yourself as a a parent is this, and I get that all the time. Well, when should my kids start? And I said, I don't have the perfect answer for that, but here's, here's the question I would rather you ask, not when should my kids start, but who do I want them to be when it's over?
2: Ooh.
1: And Ooh. so when we change our perspective from what they're doing and achieving to who they're becoming, we make better decisions as adults. If it's all about what they're doing and achieving, then here's what we've become. We've become a pimp, and that's why I call it sport prostitution. And unfortunately, the parents and the coaches unintentionally, it, it's not ill-intended. You just get sucked in and our kid becomes this subject of validation for us. And it's just a dangerous road. And so listen, the, the journey to excellence is long and it's, it's hard and there's bumps in the road and you can't put it in fast forward. I, I compare it to this. When, when, when I was a kid, my mom used to take us to goodies. That goes to show how, why my style is so bad even to this day. You got those duck head shorts, <laughs> and, don't you? Yes. Yeah, that's right, baby. And so when we would go to Goodies, we'd pick out our clothes, my brother and I. And then before we left, my mom would take our clothes to the back of the store and give them to this lady. It was depressing. And she would, my mom and dad would make payments on those clothes. And then right before school started, they'd pay them off. We'd get our clothes. It's called layaway. You pay as you go and you earn the right to wear the clothes. Well, nowadays, we go in and buy clothes we probably don't need on a credit card, and we're over them before we even pay for them. And so the sports world is very similar. Or Becoming a doctor, being good in academics, being good in dance, it's all the same. There's a difference in layaway and credit card success, and we live in a society today where we think we can buy their success, and you cannot purchase it. There's no lesson you can get your kid that's going to get them to the top. What I believe is there are some lessons that if you allow them to walk through and you don't step in, then you give your kid a chance to get to the top.
0: Man, I'm telling you, you're you're, you're just all over it. So your thoughts on the fact that, and I see a lot of folks say this from a coaching standpoint or maybe a personal trainer standpoint to say, look, if you're going to sign your kid up to play Sport X for Team X or, or go to a personal trainer that's going to help them try to get better at their sport, then let the person do their job. I always hear about parents, you know, you hired me. Now let me do what I do instead of trying to interfere with it. And, again, I think that goes back to the fact that deep down inside, the athlete, regardless of or, – or any person, regardless of what they want, has to have the drive and the work ethic to do it themselves. It can't be purchased. It can't be given by somebody else. It has to be an inner drive.
1: Man, I, I said just – and I'm not a huge fan of, of like – Personal skill development early, especially before like 12 or 13. First of all, once puberty happens, like everything changes anyway. So your kid you thought was good now just gets passed up by 70% of the population. So to me, at 13 or 14, when they're cognitively and physically able, that's when you start introducing some of those things. Today, I mean so many 15 16 year old kids don't even know what to do on their own to get better because they've always had someone there telling them what to do and I I wrote the other day I put it on social media I said how crazy is it to think that if parents would have always been involved like they are now there never would have been a group of neighborhood kids that put a ghost on first <laughs> That's So oh, right wow. dude my oh, yeah. dude, my son is he has no idea what ghost on first is You know why cuz we got all these little entitled sport leagues that he gets to be a part of, and him and his friends don't get to get creative and actually learn and build relationships and leadership and empathy and all these things because we as the parents, we got to do what's best for them. And unfortunately, our well-intended practices are hurting them.
2: Well, I don't know about you, Heath, but my ghost men teammates were great at stealing homes.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, dude. Hey, hey, which, guess what? It created arguments. Hey, you know what it did? It created arguments. And you would <laughs> yes. argue it out, and then you would all be buddies afterwards. You know what our society can't do today? We can't argue and then get along.
0: Well, that's true. Because Facts. we
1: haven't learned the skill.
0: That is 100% You guys are going to
1: get me all fired up here. That's why why we got you
0: on. But only I got you for a couple more minutes. But, man, you know, it's just interesting that aspect is so true that we can't have a debate, a disagreement, an argument, even a fight without, okay, I'm going to hold that grudge for the rest of my life. That person's a jack wagon, and I know it, and I'm going to tell everybody I know, instead of saying, oh, man, you know what? we got to cross the line. We shouldn't have done that. Hey man, let's let's just be able to get along and move forward, and that's the way it used to be.
1: That's called being an adult. Oh, okay. It's called maturity, and we we're struggling in that arena right now.
0: Tell the folks I know you do podcasts and all kinds of stuff. So tell the folks how they yeah. can uh, they can uh, you know consume some of I your mean, stuff.
1: You, you can go you can go to a betterwayathletics. dot com. I mean, huge shout out to Hamilton County Schools. We just signed a, a partnership with Hamilton County Schools, so. Our parent engagement and coaching developments is getting ready to be made available in the fall to every um, coach and family in Hamilton County, which is a huge – I was just on the phone with the YMCA, um, you know, about doing some stuff with all of their families. Here's the thing. No, no family is trying to do it wrong. Um, but when we – you know, I'm never trying to get a speeding ticket, but when I, when I speed, <laughs> sometimes I get one. And so I never set out that morning wanting to see the blue lights in my rearview mirror. And so, listen, no one's trying to mess it up on purpose. It's just really, really hard. And the emotions are very, very real when it's someone you care deeply about. And so, man, we want to step in and just help families and uh, engage them where they're at and, and give them some perspective and some tools to maybe do it better so, one, their kid can stay in sport longer um uh, and so that we can have them equipped for this thing we call real life where they're going to spend the majority uh, of their time and so they can go to better way athletics I'm, I'm also on staff with our local fca here fellowship of christian athletes love what i do with that do a ton of stuff with coaches there and so man we're just trying to put a put a dent in this um uh, this issue that w- that we're facing, and, and hopefully we're going to see some traction over the next 365 days.
0: You know, you mentioned the. Well, it's a virus. Uh, that's what it is. It, it really is now. because uh, people won't. Instead of they think they have all the answers in their own mind. When you listen to somebody like you, who's coached on that side and has kids and seen that side, uh, maybe just a couple words can change somebody's mentality and the way they look at something. And that's what this is about. So, a better way athletics. dot com. You can check it out there and. Um, Heath, I'm just—I uh, just really appreciate the time, man. You're always fun to have on the air, and always make people think from a different—a um, different angle. And that's—and that's why I respect the heck out yeah, of you,
2: man. And stop speeding.
0: It yeah, stops speeding. Yeah, no kid. Yeah, no kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Keep
0: up the great work, Heath, man. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate you guys. Let's do it again. Okay, yeah, that sounds Heath. good. We have will. Have a great day. Yeah, man. Heath Esslinger, former Chattanooga Mox wrestling coach, Bradley Central wrestling coach, and now trying to make a difference in kids' life.